Good morning, everyone. It's so good to be with you this beautiful Sunday morning. It's uh, just a privilege and an honor to be able to bring you a message that the Lord has laid upon my heart. I do so appreciate every single one of you. I want to just encourage you as we are on our 14th day of our 21 day fast. We've been sending you uh, devotionals and messages every single day just to encourage you in this journey that we're in for 21 days or maybe longer, however the Lord may lead you. But I certainly hope and pray that you've been reading those devotionals that Pastor has been sending you. Um, they truly have been encouraging to say the least and I hope that you're reading the scriptures that he recommends to read as well and I know that you're spending time alone in prayer for your needs and obviously for the needs of others so we are on this uh, 14th day two weeks already so uh, praise God for that um, today is part four of our legacy leaving your mark series and my goodness has it not been a true blessing of the Lord to hear these messages that God has instilled in our hearts? As you know, um, a pastor kicked it off at the beginning of the month. I want to uh, take a moment and just thank you for praying for us. You all know that that message that pastor had to give the first of the month, we were supposed to be with you there at church. And uh, as things began to unfold after I pre-recorded the message that I pre-recorded at the end of the year um, because I thought that we were going to be in the Bahamas for our niece's wedding that didn't pan out because we ended up with COVID. But I just want to take a brief moment to just thank you so much for continuing to pray for us and we're so much better. Praise be to God. We're negative and I just can't wait to go and see y'all and, and be able to hug you and, and, and just celebrate together that we're all healthy. Amen. Um, but yeah, Pastor had kicked off the series this month at the beginning of the month when we were supposed to be with you and unfortunately we were quarantined in a hotel and uh, pastor had to record the message on our phone which that was a little bit of a challenge to say the least and one of these days i'll have to share with you on a personal level how that all panned out but anyway to God be the glory, because you know what? The message went out anyway. Regardless of how the backdrop looked or how it came out, the message came across. And that is what's important. So amen to that. Hallelujah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, uh, as I mentioned, due to all of that, we couldn't be in the, in the Bahamas. But you know that's all behind us. Amen. And uh, thank God that that's all behind us. And I know that uh, many of you who have been uh, feeling bad and, and have uh, suffered from COVID, um, that's all behind you too. So to God be the glory and the honor. I cannot wait for the day that we don't have to mention anything about COVID. Amen. So as you all know, Pastor Ricky Jr. also uh, gave a phenomenal message last Sunday. I, I would encourage you that if you haven't caught up yet with these messages in the series that we're in, listen, catch up, go to our YouTube channel and catch up and begin to share those messages because they are really, really encouraging. But in any case, as we continue in this series, I want to talk today about sowing seeds of faith sowing seeds of faith and that is actually the title of today's message i know that pastor talked a little bit about 
uh, about this in the beginning of the month uh, when he gave that message at the first uh, Sunday of the month. But I'm going to kind of piggyback on that, if you will, for just a moment, because I feel in my heart that, you know, a lot of people do get discouraged. Um, they they uh, come from a season of discouragement, especially during the holiday seasons. And then as the new year begins, a lot of people feel um, the heaviness of a new year and how is this year going to look and whatnot. And I, I just felt in my heart that the Holy Spirit was uh, wanting us to be infused with a message of faith. Uh, so that's what I'm bringing to you this morning, and I, and I hope you are uh, truly blessed by this. I know that you will be because it blessed me. It blessed my socks off, I have to tell you. If we go to 2 Timothy, we're going to go right into it this morning. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter number 1, and today I'm going to read from the ESV version of the Bible. Uh, and as you're turning there, I'm going to take a little bit of a water break here. 2 Timothy 1, 1 through 14 is what we're going to read. Get your highlighters and your pens ready. And uh, for those of you that take notes and love to take notes, take notes of this. But it says here in Scripture, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God. I want you to start paying attention to the following verses. It says, I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day, as I remember your tears. I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith. A faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, dwells in you. For this reason, I am reminded you, I remind you to fan, fan into flame the light, the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Verse 8, therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saved us and called us to purpose, to a holy calling, excuse me, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. Verse 10, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher, a preacher and, and apostle and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. But I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. Everybody repeat that after me. For I know whom I have believed. Hallelujah. And I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. 
And then it says, follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit who dwells with us. Guard the good deposit entrusted in you. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. I, I, I want to <clears throat> point out a few highlights that, that struck me when reading these verses. And I, I'm pretty sure that many of you have caught on already in, as to what we're going to be discussing. <clears throat> but here are the highlights that I did in, my, uh, in, in those scripture verses. And we're going to kind of like reiterate it a little so that it, it gets ingrained in us, okay, and, and so that we can really get it into our, our spirit man. But here are the highlights. In verse number two, to, uh, Paul is addressing Timothy, as we all know, and he highlights the words if you're uh, using the ESV version. Maybe if you're using your Bible app, I'm sure that you can highlight it there. Maybe if you're taking notes, just highlight it in your Bible. But he says here, I'm sorry, in verse three, he says, I thank God whom I serve. Underline or highlight as did my ancestors, okay? And then we move over to verse number five. He says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. Highlight the word faith. A faith also, highlight this, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I'm sure dwells in you as well. Skip over then to verse number 11, and he says, But I'm not ashamed, and then highlight, For I know whom I have believed. For I know whom I have believed. And verse 13, Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith. Okay, highlight faith. And then lastly, in verse 14, he says, By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, Highlight, guard the good deposit entrusted in you, okay? Uh, if, if one meditates on each of these highlighted verses, we can come to the conclusion that it's about legacy. It's about legacy and sowing seeds of faith. Again, Paul points out that his ancestors had served God. Uh, there was a seed planted in the life of Saul, later Paul, obviously, and, and one that God knew he could use for his purpose. So that there was an ancestral lineage, lineage of serving God. Then we see that Paul mentions the sincere faith of Timothy, which originated, look how he, he goes back into the lineage of Timothy. He says it, it originated with your grandmother Lois. He meant, I love when the Bible uh, mentions the names of individuals. I, I understand that at some times, uh, some uh, scriptures, there might not necessarily be a name. However, in, in many cases, there are names attributed to uh, these scriptures, but he says it originated with your grandmother Lois. And it says, and your mother Eunice, okay, which in turn now dwelt in Timothy. So once again, we see that, that, that lineage, that heritage, that uh, legacy of faith, as you see in the scriptures. He, he continues in verse 12 by saying, for I know whom I have 
believed. That is a textbook phrase about faith. I know who I'm, I have believed. And, and you know, I want to, I want to pause there for just a moment. And I, I want to encourage every single one of us to think back at times where God has pulled us through situation after situation, situation, challenge after challenge, uh, sickness after sickness, um, hopeless reports after hopeless reports, whatever it might be. Yet we can truly say, for I know whom I have believed that is that is a textbook phrase of faith and you know what we ought to say that every day of our lives regardless of what we are facing or what we are going through in our lives at the time and then in verse 13 he encourages his spiritual son Timothy to follow look it says follow the pattern of the sound words that he's heard from Paul in the faith in the faith there's that powerful word again in the faith and the love that are in Christ Jesus you see there is faith in Christ Jesus there is love in Christ Jesus so here once again uh, Paul is imparting words of faith he's imparting a, a legacy he's making an impact an imprint in the life of this spiritual son Timothy <clears throat> he is imparting such a strong, uh, um, a, a powerful, encouragement, encouraging words, words that he will need in the future. So in other words, he is leaving a legacy to this spiritual son, a legacy of faith. He is sowing these seeds of faith in these beautifully written uh, pages of these letters. <clears throat> Finally, in verse 14, he tells him by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted in you. There you go. He, you see, Paul is depositing these words. He's depositing these seeds of faith. <clears throat> Pastor and I like to, um, excuse me for a minute. Um, Pastor and I like to watch this um, in the Magnolia Network. There's a, a beautiful, oh gosh, I for, always forget the name of that program. Uh, but it's it's a beautiful program. We like to see it's about an individual, uh, this uh, woman that lives in, in Georgia. And she has a farm in her house, pretty much in the city. She lives in the city, but... Uh, nonetheless, she has a beautiful farm that she uh, quit her job and and she and she uh, grows a farm. She grows all these wonderful um, uh, 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 not just plants and, uh, and 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 flowers, but mostly fruits and vegetables and whatnot. <clears throat> and she sells them and she helps the community. And also she she's constantly talking about how to plant seeds in order for them to grow fruit and in order for them to be delicious and she goes through this whole process of explaining exactly what you need to do in order for your garden to flourish so i i love that because <clears throat> i always couple that with the word of god so paul here is depositing okay like a garden into this heart of timothy these these words these um <clears throat> these uh uh, powerful uh, uh, declarations of faith in his life. Amen. Watch this. The Vines Expository Bible uh, notes that Paul's words to Timothy, it says this, Paul's words to Timothy offered both encouragement and exhortation. Uh, 
If Timothy was to survive the difficult times coming his way, he would need to remain courageous, confident, and consecrated to the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> End quote. So in other words, there were difficult times ahead of the young preacher and the legacy that Paul was leaving behind needed to be guarded. It needed to be protected, if you will. Uh, he needed those seeds of faith to be grounded deep in his heart because it wasn't going to be easy in the future. And Paul knew that, you see. Paul was entrusted with many mysteries and Paul understood that the times that they were living in were difficult times, but there were times in the near future that were going to be very difficult. Vines continues with exhortation to us uh, and it reads, uh, and I quote, perhaps you are facing a hard road to travel. You may even feel like giving up. Consider Paul's words to Timothy. Be courageous. You are not alone. Jesus is always with you. Do not allow your confidence to fade. And I'm telling you this morning, do not allow your confidence to fade. Fade. Remain fully consecrated to the one who loves you and gave himself for you. What encouraging words. Indeed, we need to guard what's been deposited into us. Amen. This faith walk is something that we not only need to guard, that we not only need to protect, but also to draw from in times of turmoil, in times of confusion, in times of darkness, and when we feel alone. You know, when you're planting a garden and... Um, uh, like the other day we had um, a uh, winter storm, a snowstorm. When you're planting a garden, it's my understanding that you have to protect it from winter storms and you put a covering over them. Well, the same is true for us. We need to guard ourselves with the power of the Holy Spirit and we need to be um, grounded in order for us to be protected of the storms to come. Is this helping anybody out there? Can I get a couple of amens? Nice and loud. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So one has to understand that at the time of this writing, Paul is imprisoned and he knows that he is near death. This is why he penned these words to his spiritual son, Timothy. Some have actually called this letter uh, Paul's last will and testament. You see, he wanted to be sure to impart those last words, those last seeds of faith, so that Timothy would be equipped to carry on in the work of the ministry. Legacy. He was thinking legacy. He was thinking eternal. If you recall the message I gave a couple of Sundays ago, legacy individuals, legacy people think eternal. Not just here, not just the here and the now, not just what's happening at the moment, but legacy is eternal. Amen. Paul was working on leaving a legacy of faith to this son that he loved so dearly. He wanted to impact him in an eternal way. 
He was specific in reminding him that his grandmother and mother were faith warriors. So, you know, sometimes we forget those things. Sometimes we forget some of us come from a lineage of faith. Some of us come up from a lineage of uh, individuals in our, in our past, our mothers, our fathers, our grandmothers, our uncles, our, whoever in our family or someone that impacted our lives uh, so dearly of faith. Maybe some of you never had that. But now you have it. You are, you are in, in our church, if you will. If you're in a, in a church that, that provides sound biblical doctrine of, of the word of faith, for example, um, and, 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 and theologically speaking, sound as well. And so you are being grounded. You're being groomed and you are uh, receiving sound uh, seeds of faith. Amen. Sound seeds of the word of God in your life that you may grow in your spiritual walk. And, and that, that um, Paul was, was reminding him about his grandmother and his mother and, and their faith walk. And now how Timothy in, in, in line is a man of faith that his legacy needed to continue on. And so I tell you, your legacy needs to continue on. Hallelujah. Give God a praise. Amen. In chapter 3 and verse 10, if you want to go over there for just a moment, Paul commends Timothy and he says, you, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness. Do you see how much of an impact he sowed into Timothy? He, he again, he, it, is, it is almost as if he is trying to uh, recall in the memory of Timothy these things. He, he says to him, I'm going to read it again. It says, you, however, have followed my teaching. In other words, uh, he, he's saying, uh, Timothy, you followed me. You know me. You know my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life. You know my faith. You know my patience. You know my love. You know my steadfastness. Now, if we look over at verse 14, it says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Wow, I love that for those verses. How or that verse how beautiful for 14 and 15. How beautiful. You know again, that's legacy speech. So he he's saying he's saying to Timothy, continue in what you've learned knowing from whom you've learned it. And then he reminds him of his childhood. He reminds him of his upbringing and how he's been acquainted with the word all of his life, how he's been acquainted with the things of God all of his life. How beautiful and how powerful that is. And, and you know, as, as we're reading <clears throat> scriptures here, 
about Timothy, Paul writing to Timothy, uh, I take that upon myself. And I glean from that. I learn from that as well. Those words are for me. Those words are for you. Those words are for us. Those words are for the body of Christ, for us to be encouraged and continue on in this walk that we are doing with God on a daily basis. Amen. You know, <clears throat> when I was growing up, my mom was the one that took us to church. Uh, she instilled a love for Jesus that remained ingrained in us uh, as we grew. I know that Pastor Ricky Jr. last week spoke about uh, Pastor Ricky, and uh, I love how he uses his dad for an example so many times. It really warms my heart, and I know it, it really touches the heart of Pastor. <clears throat> and he touched a little bit about my mom, his grandmother, and you know, truly, truth be told, uh, my mom took us to church. We grew up in Catholicism, but church was something that, you know, was important uh, to us. So she took us. We actually would walk because we lived so close to church. We would walk and we would go to church every single Sunday. And she instilled a love for Jesus in us that, that I knew, I know, I know uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am who I am today because of my mother. I'm the woman of God that I am today. And I have <clears throat> my mother to thank, of course the Lord, uh, first and foremost, but I have my mother to thank for. Uh, I, I would not be standing here before you today, living this call that God has given to me if it wasn't for my mother. And I, and I praise God for that and I honor my mother. I, I, I attribute my walk with God to my mother. Although my mom is still alive, to God be the glory, and I know that she will be for many more years to come. In Jesus' name, I'm declaring that we're all gonna go in the rapture together. Glory to God, hallelujah. But she's left a legacy of faith in all of us that we just cannot deny. And, I, and I'm grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that. <clears throat> I'm also reminded of my dear friend Martha, Martha Avila, <clears throat> who's the president of Heartbeat of Miami Pregnancy Health Medical Clinics, uh, one of our ministers in our church, and how um, for so many years, I mean, I've known Martha now for, my goodness, probably even going on 30 years. I have to calculate that. But Martha speaks of her father in such a loving way in such a passionate way you know she even describes her father as being uh, the one who instilled uh, the pro-life um, uh, um, thing in, in, in her seed in her life and look what she's doing today and she she speaks of her father in such a beautiful way that I know that that is one of the legacies that he left for her and, and his children, and to God be the glory, they all serve the Lord. Glory to God for that. Um, so Paul's encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus made a dramatic mark on his life. So much so that he knew his mission and he set his mind on eternity and leaving a legacy in the life of others. You know, think for a moment <clears throat> who you are impacting in this moment in time in your life or who you've impacted in the past. And like uh, Pastor Ricky Jr. said last week, perhaps those individuals are not in your life anymore, 
for whatever the reason, they moved away, you haven't kept in contact with them, whatever the case may be, but think back about the, the imprint you made, uh, the impact you made in those people's lives when you spoke about Jesus to them or the person that you have now that you're instilling hope and you're instilling faith and, and you're instilling uh, the love of Jesus into their hearts and into their lives. That, my friend, is legacy. That is because you are imparting seeds of faith and of hope and of life into the life of that individual or those individuals that will make an impact for all eternity. Say amen to that. Now finally, <clears throat> in 2 Timothy chapter uh, 4, verses 1 through 5, uh, Paul concludes with some lasting instructions, and he says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Verse 3 says, For the time is coming, listen closely ladies and gentlemen, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. But he goes on to say here in verse 5, As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And I'm here to tell you, even though that that is a tall order, I'm here to tell you that those words sound and resound in our ears and in our hearts today. Why? Because if you look at verse 3, and it says, For the time is coming, and I'm here to tell you that that time is not just here, but it will continue to be coming. Watch. When people will not endure sound teaching but have itching ears. What does that mean? I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear this. Come and soothe me. Soothe me. They want to have itching ears. They Look at what they're going to do. They're going to accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. And they will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. What does that tell us? That tells us that there would be a time that are, is coming, Timothy, but I'm here to tell you here in 2020, in our season and in our age and in our, our era and in our culture, this is what we're seeing now. But watch verse 2. He tells him, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. That means be ready all the time. He says, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Hallelujah. Go on to verse 5 once again. As for you, always be sober-minded. Endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist for fulfill your mission. I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, fulfill your mission. You don't have to be an evangelist standing up in front of people 
and preaching the word of God, or you don't have to be a pastor, or you don't have to be a teacher, but in the world that you're in, in the place that you're in, you could be used by God as an evangelist for that moment and that time. Not to point your finger and be judgmental at the person. Can I get an amen? But with love and sincerity, if you need to rebuke, you rebuke. If you need to repro reprove, you reprove. But if you need to exhort, you exhort. If you need to encourage, you encourage. All with the love of Christ, not with a critical attitude. Wow, that is powerful. Paul knew that Timothy would be able to handle the things that were to come. Are you? Are we ready? Are we? Are we ready to be that encouragement for that other person? Are we ready to encourage ourselves when we're disheartened and when things come our way? Are we ready to stand ground? Are we ready to fight the good fight of faith? Or are we going to crumble? In all of his teachings, take taking Timothy under his wings, imparting wisdom and faith, entrusting this young minister with carrying on in the ministry. Paul was leaving a legacy. He was sowing seeds of faith. He knew that by doing so, it would be the foundation from which he would be able to stand and to stand strong during dark days, in days of abandonment like Paul was many a times, in days of distrust, in moments of persecution, in moments of isolation. And so it is with us. We too can draw from these words of wisdom the same way that Tif Timothy was fueled with Paul's words. We too can be fueled with the words that we read in our Bibles that we can continue to be strengthened and be comforted in faith. Hallelujah. These faith-filled words are seeds that nourish our lives on a daily basis. And I'm here to encourage you that if you don't pick up the Word of God every day of your life, you are missing out. There is lack when we do not read his word, when we do not spend time with God, when we do not study his word, there, become, there comes a lack in our lives. And that lack can only be fulfilled by him, by the word, which is Christ Jesus. Say amen to that. It's a legacy that will forever have an imprint on our hearts. So now I ask you, are you sowing seeds of faith into others. The results are huge. If you look at it with faith-filled faith eyes, remember that legacy-minded individuals think eternal. I said that a minute ago so that we can keep that in the forefront of our minds. It's not just the here and now. You may not even realize it at the time, how it is that you are impacting the life of that person when you sow these seeds of faith into them. But look, there's something happening in the inside. Like those seeds in, the, in a garden, 
that we we just see that surface and there's nothing happening we see that soil and we don't see any fruit just yet we don't even see anything green coming out just yet but there is something happening deep down inside roots are growing roots are being fed if you're taking care of it if you're taking good care of it and then one day you're gonna see that sprout and oh you're going to give God glory and honor for it. But I encourage you to give God glory and honor for it now. Despite of what you see. Despite of, of what it is that you're encountering in your, with your physical eyes. Or what you're hearing with your physical ears. Or how impossible it may be. Continue to sow those seeds of faith. And one day you will see the fruit of it. That's legacy. Hallelujah. Will you stand with me in Jesus' name there at church? And if you are watching online, maybe you're sitting on your couch this morning, you haven't been feeling well and you couldn't make it to church this morning, wherever you're at, just stand with us. Stand in faith with us, believing God. Amen. Before we can sow faith into others, we need to be empowered ourselves. Would you agree with that? Because you can't give what you don't have. Are you saturating yourself with God-like faith? You may be going through your own trial at the moment. Or you may encounter one in the future that will cause you to question. Haven't we been there? Haven't we done that so many times? Where we question, we're going through some difficulties. And there are questions to be had. But in order to withstand the testing, our faith has to be grounded in Him, in our Creator, in the One who can cause the seas to open, the One who can miraculously provide, in the One who can deliver, in the One who can heal, in the One who can restore. No matter how difficult it might seem, no matter how hard it may appear, and no matter how difficult it may appear in our eyes, there is nothing, absolutely nothing impossible for our God. We can then have the assurance to be able to impart into others. I want to pray for you this morning. I want to open up our altars and I want to invite you to come and seek the Lord of hosts, the God of armies, the one who can do what he needs to do in order to restore, in order to heal, in order to comfort, in order to build up your faith. Hallelujah. I'm asking you to come this morning. The altars are open at our church. And I want you to get out of that comfort zone, get out of that comfort aisle and comfort seat that you're in and come forward. I am more than positive that there are those of you that need to intercede in prayer, maybe not just for you, but for others. Maybe there is someone in your life right now that you are, that you are ministering to and you, by golly, you're just saying, God, I don't, I don't see, I may not see that miracle happen, God, but I need to be able to 
see that in the in my spiritual with my spiritual eyes help me God to see and intercede for that person or those individuals perhaps it's someone that you are instilling hope in their lives because they feel hopeless whatever it is maybe you're maybe you need restoration in your family maybe you need healing in your own heart whatever it might be come come the altars are open our, our ministerial team is ready to intercede with you if you're going through something that at the moment you need someone to stand together with you in the in the gap the time is now don't hesitate come 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 and if you are watching online maybe you're standing there in your living room maybe you're watching in your car maybe you're driving or maybe you're in a wherever it is that you are uh, wherever you're out and about at, by faith, would you just take a step forward and say in your heart of hearts, God, that's me. God, I, I need to be prayed over. I, I need someone to stand together with me. I need to be able to uh, impart faith into so-and-so because I'm trying to minister to them. Or maybe it is that you need healing or hope in your own life. And, and so right there where you're at, just by faith, bow your head and just say, God, I need you. Don't hesitate and ask him he is waiting he is waiting with open arms for you he's gonna meet you right there where you're at in the mighty name of Jesus like I said a minute ago a minute ago if you're there standing at church right now come don't be ashamed don't be shy get out of your seats and come as our ministry team as our ministerial team comes up and begins to pray and intercede for you if if you if you are watching online if you're maybe you're not watching on this given Sunday maybe you're watching it in the future I'm here to tell you God is in the midst of your troubles God is in the midst of that hospital room that you're at God is in the midst of that recovery that you're in God is in the midst of whatever you might find yourself in right now God is there reach out and call out his name all you have to do is say Jesus help me Jesus help me and he is there for you I guarantee it as sure as I am standing here this morning bringing you this word I guarantee that he is with you and he will help you through he will walk you through he will heal the broken heart he will mend those broken pieces and that puzzle that you might see on the floor just just destroyed and that you can't put those pieces back together it is he that can put those pieces back together and make this beautiful mosaic of your life if you would trust in him hallelujah come 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 and be prayed for right now father in the name of jesus i pray for every single person lord that has said this morning that's me god i need prayer or i need to intercede for so and so i need to intercede father god and i need others to intercede together with me god i need my faith to rise wherever they are at in their life right now oh god i know that you're in the midst lord i know that you're walking up and down and you are touching them right this minute oh god i know that there is deliverance to be had i know that there are breakthroughs oh god i know that there is a a a uh, tremendous and and huge testimony coming father you are making it all come to pass oh god lord this time of testing is 
is going to be a time of testimony, oh God, to give you honor and glory, Heavenly Father. So I thank you, Abba Father. I thank you, Lord, that you are touching hearts and lives. I thank you that you are touching bodies right now. And Lord, you are arranging and rearranging whatever is out of line in their bodies. And you are touching them right now and healing them by the power of the Holy Spirit. I declare that there are people being healed right now in Jesus' name. Mind, body, spirit, in Jesus' holy and precious name. Do you believe it? Give God praise right there where you're at. Glory to his name. Right there where you're at, just begin to thank him. Right there where you're at, begin to glorify him and praise him and exalt his name for what he's doing in your life because what he's doing is grand and is great. Glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in the lives of these individuals. I cannot wait, God. We cannot wait to hear the testimonies of the miracles that you've performed in their lives, oh God. But even so, Lord, we still glorify your name. We still magnify your name, oh God, because you are good, regardless of the outcome, Heavenly Father, regardless of what may be, oh Lord, you are still seated on the throne and you are merciful and you are graceful and you are faithful, oh God. We honor you, oh Lord. Hallelujah. I don't want you to stop praying if you're there in the altar. I want you to continue to pray. I'm just going to call out right now a salvation call. If you are watching this or if you're there at church and you say, you know, I don't, I don't have that relationship with Jesus that Pastora is talking about and I want to have that. I need that in my life. Would you step out in faith and just lift up your hand right there where you're at. Come up to the altars if you're there at church and say, I need Jesus in my heart. I'm, I, I need him so so much I need something to change in my life and if you're watching online say the same thing as well and just pray and repeat these words and say Father God I cry out to Jesus right now I ask you Heavenly God to forgive me of my sins for they are many I repent I turn around and now I run to you and I ask you to be the Lord and the master of my life come into my heart. I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that Jesus is Lord of all. And Holy Spirit, continue to pray this, Holy Spirit, I ask you to reveal the Word of God to me in a powerful way and God I will live for you always until the end of time. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. To God be the glory and honor for your salvation. This has been the most important decision that you've made in your entire life. And I thank God for it. I thank God for it. Now I know if some of you are still up on that altar being prayed for, and maybe some of you are still praying in your homes, I just want to dismiss this message, dismiss you this morning. Don't stop praying just because this message stops. Don't stop praising God just because this message ends. Continue to worship the Lord. Continue to pray. Continue to intercede. Continue to believe. Legacy. It's all about legacy. 
as we sow these seeds of faith into your hearts and lives. God bless you. We love you so very much. And we're going to be with you really, really soon once again. Be in tune for next week's service. It's going to be fantastic for his glory and honor. God bless you. God bless you. Take care.